Girl Clothing is so much more than clothing. We are a movement. We have collectively decided to stop seeing each other as competition and instead seeing each other as sisters because we believe that is why we are held back as a gender and we are tired of it. So we are coming together, sharing our stories, our experience, strength, and hope to know that we are not alone and to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we are moving forward. It is 100% girl power. We know that if the women energy is not lifted up across this planet, we are doomed as a human race and we are here to change the game. So please help me welcome back our host, Tavra Lee. You are listening to Girl Talk and we are still in Las Vegas at Girl Live. And we're talking to amazing women who have these stories of bravery and courage that we're discussing and we're educating and sharing for others so this has been an ongoing process of amazingness and it's no less amazing to have amber with me thank you amber no problem I'm glad that you are here with us. Now, tell me, say, say your last name. Uh, Demboya. Demboya. I really am promised. I prom- I'm going to get this right at some point. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, Amber, where are you from? Um, I'm from Georgia, but I live in Washington currently, but we'll be moving back to Georgia shortly. So, how did that happen from Georgia to Washington? Um, my husband's military, so we went from Georgia, where we both met, and then moved to San Diego for five years, and now we're in Washington. And, and what service, what area He's of service? Navy. Oh, nice. And you mentioned you were thinking about you might join the military one day? Um, I've been back and forth on it. Uh, I've applied as an officer, and it just kind of fizzled out. So it's yeah. kind of on the back burner type of thing. So now you're just contemplating your options. Yes. So what do you do? What's your day job? <laughs> I have lots of them. Oh, I love that. It's, it's like me. Like Podcasting is actually not my full day job. It's just my passion. <laughs> <laughs> So currently, I'm a caregiver. I'm an adjunct English professor at the university on base. And then I also have my own fitness business. And I think that's it for now that I do. Yeah. It could change in time. Yes. So, I mean, my question for you is you have a real, like, passion for helping to support all people to see their value and their worth, and, and we're specifically talking about women, but to see their value and their worth regardless of how they might be different or not fit into any boxes. Why are you so passionate about that? Um, I've just always been a helper. That's just my personality. Like, you know, last night we all went to the party at the moon, and towards the end of it, I was walking around helping the bartenders pick up all the empty drinks and stuff. Ah. And they're like, no, stop. And I'm like, I just, I can't. Yeah. So you're, you are a caregiver by nature. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of a warrior role, though, because when you're doing, it's different doing it, helping people out in a bar versus helping people see their value. You're like, yes. you know, you're helping them pave their own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you relate to people that are not really able to see their own value? Um, I can in different ways. I know some people have image issues. Um, you know, they don't like anything about their body. Um, but I've never had that issue. I've had people comment about my body, but I'm just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to do me. I'm yeah. not here for you. But I do have more issues with like personality. Like I'm worried people won't like me for mm. who I am. Not so much what I look like. I don't really care what people think about that because mm. I'm just going to do me, but it's harder with personality. Like, are they going to like who I am? authentically why do you think that is Um, I think it's just the culture that we live in here where there's just so much focus on being so good 
and perfect and making people like you. And so you try to change yourself to be liked. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's that adapting ourselves to what other people find you know, suits them. You know, there is, there's a lot of data around this idea that, you know, we, we tend to want to be around people that are like us Mm -hmm. or like people that are like us. And on the flip side of that, we tend to become, you know, the sum of our closest people in our life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, these are, these are both like factual things. Mm -hmm. And so, looking at it and by the way and for those of you that are listening um we know that there's some noise in the background and we're totally cool with it because there is a lot of fun going on here and people are just arriving and it is day three so it is getting action-packed in here so we will do our best to stay on track and not get distracted um but i i think that if we know that we want to be around people that are like us the desire we often have to become something different so people will like us is, is, is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so how, you know, how have you been through that yourself? Um, well, I went to join the military originally, and so I had to lose the weight for that. And then there's also a lot of other things that you can and cannot do in order to join the military in a certain way. You have to look and act in order to do that. Um, and then there's also that with caregiving. You can't get too attached, which is really, really hard in that profession to keep that boundary. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, and, you know, how are there, cer- are, there, are there certain things that you've been through in your life that led you to be concerned about that? And I, I only ask that question because, you know, I, I think that sometimes, you know, we are the sum of our experiences, even when we don't want to be. And our goal is to not be right because we're always growing mm-hmm. and becoming our best self. And there's Whitney just walked by. Whitney, hi, Whitney. Hey, Whitney. We're going to see you later, Whitney. <laughs> um, there is a desire to continue to grow and be our best self, but we often bring our baggage with us. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, that's what Girl Live here does a lot, right? We focus on moving forward, looking at ourselves in a different light and not looking back or looking externally for joy. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Um, for me, again, it's somewhat difficult. I focus more on my family and then doing things that I love and I find enjoyment from. Um, I'm not really a huge people person because I do find it hard um, and I am more of an introvert. So it's a difficult balance. So what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced? Definitely probably going through and paying and getting my master's and working hard. Um, I got my bachelor's and master's in five years and then couldn't find work, even though it was in the educational sector, which, you know, according to everyone, oh, everyone needs teachers, everyone needs teachers. But yet, I graduated in 2014, and just now this year, am I finally getting an actual salary-paying teaching job? Wow. Is that across the nation, or is that specifically to your area? Um, it depends. I was certified in Georgia, and had I stayed, I probably would have been able to find work. But we moved to San Diego, and because I wasn't certified in California in order to transfer all my credits, I'd have to go back to school in mm. California and take their exams and their courses to be certified and the same in Washington. Mm. And how did you get involved in the girl army? 
Well, I found out about it online, and I just thought it was a really, really great program. And I thought it was a really great community. And if you're on the Girl Army on Facebook, they're just super, super supportive. And they really help one another. And so when I found out that they were having Girl Alive, that was something I really, really wanted to do. Is this your first event? This is, yes. Ah, oh, that's yes. amazing. Yeah, wonderful. There's something special that goes on here. It is, yes. Um, we've seen some people, um, one of the girls, was in the body project on Thursday and one of our discussions was about, you know, name 10 things you love about yourself. And she started crying and saying, I don't like anything about myself. Wow. And then just last night you see her and she's out there partying and dancing with no care in the world. She's got like, the biggest smile on her face. And like, I just started crying cause it's just so transformative. Mm-hmm. She was loving it and she was loving herself and just putting herself out there. And everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And she realized that it was okay. Mm-hmm. And that she was enough. It's powerful stuff that's going on. Um, what's the message you want people to hear about you today? Oh. And, and I, first of all, I know it's early. We're, those, those of you that are listening, you have no idea of the time and sense of where we're at and what we're doing. But it is early for us. So, you know, Amber. Amber and I are just, we're just, this, we're just getting warmed up. You know, we're drinking caffeine. I'm, I'm sending my, my girls to find some crumpets. Apparently here at the Palms, there is something that's a, a, a croissant, cronut. a cronut. Did I say crumpet? I meant cronut. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't had one yet, so I don't even have the name. It's a combination of a croissant and a donut. And I think I deserve as many as I want today. So I'm, I'm going to eat all the cronuts. Oh, yeah. They're good. Have you had them? Yes. Oh. Not from here, but yes. Oh, is Cronuts a thing outside of the Palms? Yes. Okay. How have I missed this? <laughs> is this a thing everywhere? Is this a Las Vegas thing? I know. They had them a lot in San Diego at the little specialty donut shops. Okay. So this is... Uh, I, don't, I just don't know where I've been. I clearly have been missing out on this whole Cronut thing. <laughs> anyway, we need some caffeine and some sugar. But I, I think it's important for you to tell us, you know, why, why, why are we interviewing you like why what's the message you have to give um i just want people to know that you can always change but you don't have to change for other people you can be a better person for yourself but not for other people um which is really really hard and so you know i am not the ideal image of somebody that would be a fitness instructor um, but i do have my certificate my master's certificate of personal fitness as a personal trainer and so I started my business from the bottom and it's really not about how to get you know six-pack abs in like three weeks it's about how to just become better overall how to include more healthy habits into your life so using the foods that you like and figuring out a way to make that healthy so you're not just going from I don't eat vegetables to now all you can eat is vegetables mm. or, well, I take a walk once a week to, oh, you got to go pump iron, you know, six times a day. It's not about that. It's about finding what works for you and making it a positive experience with nutrition and with exercise without falling into that. I have to look a certain way or be a certain way to be healthy or to look ideal. And so this is part of your job. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you light up when you talk about it. And I'm sure that a part of that is about the transformational journey that you see women go on when they start to make healthier choices in their life. Yes. And it can be hard. Uh I can admit that. Um, 
you know, every now and then I end up on the whole binge eating. I only had one, and then two weeks later, oh, I'm still eating cake. Okay. Mm. And then you just kind of got to reset. Um, but some people don't have that issue. Some people are able to say, oh, no, I don't want any sugar. Um, one of the girls here hasn't had dessert in five years. Mm. Which to me is, like, amazing. Like, good for you. I can't do it. I wish I had that kind of willpower. But it's also about finding what works best for you. So instead of having the cake every day for two weeks, you can just have it once for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And just finding things that work best for you that still make you happy, but that you have a better relationship and that you learn that you can feel better with movement and with eating more nutritionally. Yeah, I think that it's it's about moderation, too. And everybody's idea of moderation is different. Here's the yes. thing, right? I mean, I'm talking about donuts on here. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm very committed to my fitness goals and my strength goals. And, you know, they're, th- those food items are not going to help me get there. But you know what? I hit all the things that my body needs for fuel every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't waver. It doesn't mean I don't have treats on top of that. Right. But it means that I know that food is fuel. And in order for me to take care of my vessel... I have to take care of my vessel, yes. right? And some of the other stuff that I add in there makes me happy short term. Um, and it's also because I don't know that limiting myself is ever going to be a better option, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that at least for me, this is just my personal situation that as soon as I make something absolutely forbidden, then when I have it, I, I enlist guilt, Mm-hmm. So if I don't make things forbidden, if I make good choices 90 to 95% of the time, then there's not guilt for that 5 to 10% of the time. How to shift things around to look at it in a way that's positive and that food is positive and the food that, especially the food that comes from our earth mm-hmm. that we consume heals our body. Yeah. So we, we need food, right? We, we, can't, we, can't, we can't go without eating food. Yes. Um, and I, I know that I know that that's a hard mindset for a lot of people to shift to. And then with the forbidden thing, you know, it is also, it's kind of like when you're young and your parents say, don't do something. It's the first thing you want to do. Yeah. So it's kind of, as soon as you say, well, I can't have any of this. So you make it, you know, 100%, I can't have this or I can't have that. Even if you didn't want it before, now that you say, I can't have that, yeah. that's all you're focusing on because now you want it because you're told you can't have it. Mm. But if you know that you can have it, the temptation isn't necessarily always going to be there for it because you can know you, you can have it and you can work that in here and there. If you're out at Curl Live, you can mm-hmm. have a Cronut, mm-hmm. you know. I think that having a healthy relationship with food is more of an issue than a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we, we talk a lot about dieting and fads and not, not necessarily here, I mean in society yes. as a whole. We talk about dieting and fads because we want to sit, fit into society's, you know, normal standards of what we think beauty is, which here at Girl is... is, is One size we do fits the, all. <laughs> yeah, we do the opposite of that, actually. Um, but I, I would say that having you know a healthy relationship with food is not something that we learn early in the United States or no, I mean Canada might be a little better but in the United States it's it's not something we're great at and I've spent time in lots of other parts of the world where food is and there's the celebration of food with your family mm-hmm. is only a, around healthy foods mm-hmm. I mean I mean the extra people just there's just some countries some countries people don't even have access to food during the day or let alone running water so all the excess we have is a little limited to the United States. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's, I think that's great that you're working on that and helping women in that process because that must be very empowering for you. Yes, I try. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard sometimes just to help people see that where they're at is okay and it's not, oh, you need to be a better person so you need to do this, this, and this. It's, mm-hmm. You're fine where you're at, but if you want to feel better, you know, you need better nutrients sometimes. Is there an example of somebody that you've worked with recently where you've really seen this transformation happen, like live in real time? Um, A little bit, and it's not like, you know, the before and after, and, you know, like four weeks later, I lost 20 pounds, good for me. It's more of they're able to go for walks longer. Mm. They're feeling better. They don't have headaches in the morning. They can get up and move. They don't end up um, before when they would wake up in the morning. It would take them forever to get out of bed. They were sore, their back hurt, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, they would only walk maybe around the block to let their dog do their business. And now, you know, they're walking two or three miles a day mm-hmm. with the dog. They're, you know, walking back and forth to the dog parks, that kind of thing. When their alarm goes up in the morning, they're up. And they feel good and they're happy. And so regardless of what the scale says, they're feeling better about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's really, fitness is more mental, really. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of people think it's just about gaining muscle and, you know, eating proper. But a lot of it, when you do stretch or exercise and you do eat what you're supposed to be, it really changes your mental outlook as well. Yeah, I talk a lot about that, that I think to work on your mind, you have to work on your body. Mm-hmm. And in everybody's case of what working on your body means is 100% different. Yes. Yeah, it's different. All right, well, Amber, this has been great. I am, I'm really glad to have you on, on the show. Are there links that we can include that if people want to learn more about you and how to find you? Um, yes, so my website is www.brickwallfitness. Okay. All is one word. Dot com, dot net. It's not dot com. <laughs> okay. And social media handles? Um, and so it's only on Instagram. So it's at brick underscore wall underscore fitness. Wonderful. Do you do any remote coaching or do you mainly do, in yes. person? Oh, it's you do? Mainly, okay, great. It's mainly online. Okay, wonderful. To reach more people. Yeah, great. And it's easier. And we just send out emails and everything's downloadable. And then we also Zoom. Nice. So if you need help with form or you're like, I don't know how to use this machine mm. at the gym, you can Zoom me at the gym and we'll go over everything and make it easier and accessible because I know a lot of people struggle with, okay, I made it to the gym. I only know how to use the treadmill, so that's all I'm going to do. I'd love to do the weights, but I don't know how any of those machines work and I don't want to yeah. look stupid. So they avoid them. I mean, going on a side tangent here, I'll tell you one of my biggest pet peeves is when my, I have lots of friends that are in the fitness field, but when they criticize online or make fun of or use, you know, memes of other people that are using the equipment wrong, like bro curls and squat rock, people get really irritated by that. You know what? I actually get really irritated by that. You know why? Because some people literally and legitimately go to the gym and have no idea how anything works. And as long as they're not injuring themselves, the fact that somebody is there working and doing something, 
Ah, oh, that's the point, right? And even even when people say, say oh my gosh, the gyms are so full at uh, New Year's, like the month of yes. January, and people get irritated, I, on the other hand, think, you know what? Out of that whole percentage of people that made it their commitment, there is a small amount that will stay. Mm-hmm. And even if they're doing things in the incorrect way or using the machine wrong, if they're not injuring themselves, but they're moving their body, it's a start. Not to say you want we want to encourage people to always use the machines wrong, but really, if they're there doing it and they don't they're know trying. how... Listen, that's way harder than someone like me who has been lifting and, and exercising my whole life. It's easy for me to walk into a gym and make it happen. Mm-hmm. It is a thousand times more difficult for somebody that is completely out of their comfort zone, that doesn't know how it works, but knows they need to be fit. That, to me, those are the people that we should be celebrating the most. So that was that's my little side rant. <laughs> yes, and I also think that with that, um, a lot of people don't realize that with all those people that come in, how many of them feel bad for being there because they don't know what they're doing and yeah. they feel like everyone around them is these buff people that know everything that's going on and, oh, they're going to judge me because I don't know how to use this. I don't know how to do anything. All these people are going to judge me. I don't look like all these bodybuilders mm-hmm. or you know these pro athletes that are training at this gym. I don't look like that. They're going to judge me. And I mean, it's just the yeah. opposite. So I'll go up to people and say, you know, you are killing your workout. Like, I know it's yeah. hard, but you're killing it. Yeah. Courtney talked yesterday in her um, opening remarks about, you know, the fact that, you know, we wear girl clothes and, you know, we can immediately see someone and know they're our sister, not our competition. But she also mentioned that the women that are walking by all buff and checking themselves out in the mirror, Mm -hmm. that they're also our sister. And we should also tell them that they're crushing it because we can set the standard for others to let them know that you're crushing it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what you, what you look like or how you're doing it. But the fact that you're doing it is something worthy of celebration. It is. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thanks for the message that you're bringing forward. And I will put all this information in the show notes. And for those of you that are listening, this is Amber. And I'm not going to say her last name again because I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. But um, we'll put it in the show notes. Amber, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. whatever platform you guys are on, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Himalaya or anywhere else, even if you're listening on the Ladies Chit Chat Club, make sure that you give us a rating. And there's always options to leave us a comment and find out how you can get more information or find us on social media. I'm Tauber Lee, your host, and all of my social media is really just Tauber Lee, which is T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E. It's pretty easy when you have a unique first name because you get to own all the social media. (laughs) So thank you, Amber, and we will be back. Thanks. This is Courtney Olson thanking you for joining us. If you want to keep up with us and join us some more, find us on our website at girl.com. That is G-R-R-R-L-G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough. <laughs>